when they use the word term gateway, gateway means you're gonna start using harder drugs. Which you like you're go- absolutely gonna start. Like no, that's what they mean by gateway. Not absolute. Gateway means like you start it small and it ends to being big. Okay. Which so isn't can- that saying like definite? Like if if you're saying gateway, you're saying that it start small, small and it's gonna lead to big. So you're saying that eventually you're gonna get to that point. Yeah, but it's okay. not definitely. But you can come in the game doing speed like you yeah. come in the game doing heroin but i know people like that smoke weed and have never tried nothing else and have no desire, desire to try anything else like it's there's just people like that smoke weed that don't do alcohol there's people that yeah. do alcohol that don't do any kind of drug mm-hmm. there's people that go start hard on crack you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> yeah i think it's a case-by-case basis mm-hmm. What up? So we're back. West up. Okay, for the <laughs> something's wrong with doing it. That was um, so corny. She's hella corny, but it's okay. <laughs> we love her. Um, and we're back. Uh, episode dos, number two. Dos, <clears throat> dos, dos. We thank you for everyone who listened to the first episode. We appreciate the support. It was amazing. It made us feel so good. Yeah. Um, I liked, I liked all of the feedback. Um, I appreciate it. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my ish, so, you know. And I want to give a special shout out to the people that gave constructive criticism. I feel like it can be very scary and uncomfortable to have conversations with your friends and be like, you definitely don't say, you know, oh girl, that suck, but you tell your friends how you can improve. So I really want to give a shout out to everybody that gave us pointers on how we can improve and what they like, what they were confused by, because mm-hmm. we want to grow with you guys. Like, this is a growing process, and we don't know what the hell we're doing. This is all new. We don't know what we're like. We're trying it. We know the basis of what it is. We we have an idea, but, you know, we're what, what, how we are now on episode two is not how we're going to be on episode 22. Like, we're going to evolve. We're going to change. We're going to evolve. Hopefully, we don't devolve. Like... <laughs> Oh, Dorian, which brings me to the dip of the day. Dorian with this deepness. So, you guys. Never deep. I want to try something on the show called the dip of the day. Dip meaning deep Instagram posts. As you may know, there are many, many people circulating the social media uh, interweb and they tend to post a selfie with this long pseudo deep you know foolishness of a paragraph to try to get you to think that this person is like you know so conscious and you know just you know really um aware of who they are and it's just like just post a selfie bruh like <laughs> but they're funny they're funny they're funny so we have one today this comes from um, a gentleman, and um, he has a picture of a watch with a huge pinky ring 
Um, um, it's about the size of my laptop. And it's, you can't even see any of his knuckles. With a cross on it, and it says, Watch face flooded, diamond emoji. I can't even tell the time. T-H-A-T-Y-M-E. Spent a couple emoji dollar just to ease a youngin' mind. Y-U-N-G-I-N with the crying face 100. Hashtag, baby, I can't dance, but my diamonds can. So I hope that that enlightened <laughs> all of you to make sure that you, uh, if you can't dance, make sure your diamonds can, okay? So there was a lot of things that happened. Um, First off, okay. how was your week? Um, uh, My week was good. It was... Uh, I, I, I made two declarations this week. Let's hear it. Let's hear um, it. Dory doesn't know this. Okay. <laughs> Tell me now. Okay. I am. Um, I am. Um, from here on out, I'm going to try. Emphasis on try. To stop saying the word nigga. That's cool. I really am. And I was convicted by my baby brother. Okay. I, you know, make sure that he knows that he is a black and Mexican king, okay? That's and right. I make sure he watches documentaries. He and he's <laughs> my mom, my mom, well, X, Stephen X, Stephen X. Y'all, my mama called me and she was like, "Girl, this is a slave house. I have watched <laughs> so many, <laughs> so I never watched so many documentaries about slavery in all my life." Now, mind y'all, y'all know my mama's Mexican, but she's very black, okay? Like, when his Black History Month, she was like, does my heartiness offend you? Does it come as a surprise? Dial it, come on, because you black. Like, okay, mama, so I was on the phone with my mama. She was telling me how my brother kept getting frustrated with this Salvadorian man, a uh, boy at his school, using the N-word. He said he's so ignorant. Who even know what that word means? He not black. Don't he know black people will kill him? <laughs> like, my mama said, he's been watching this radical, just, he's been, you know, and he's just, uh, my stepdad had used the word. He said, okay, he, he brought everybody in for a family meeting. He said, let's just say ninja. When we, we want to use that word, he said, I don't like that word. And and white people use this word. He broke it down so like that. And see, I never used the word about my brother. So my brother don't even know I used the word. He don't yeah. even know that right. I know that this happened. But he's coming from, he has no context. It's uh -huh. not about, oh, this is community or because of hip hop or, you know, we've like taken the term and twisted like it's offensive to him, whether it's a G-A, a G-E-R, he offensive. don't like it. It's, it's offensive. offensive. Right. And as a black young man, he's like, I'm not here for it. And it's kind of my fault because I want him to know his history and be proud to be black and to be Mexican and to know that he can change the world and he has the power to do so. So from here on out, I'm going to adopt my young Tax Stone's beloved. <laughs> If y'all don't know Tex Stone, please follow him. He's a um, a young gunner from uh, Brooklyn, New York, and has changed his life, and I love him. He's hella hood, but he's for the people, by the people, so I love him. So that's one declaration. That's um, what's up. I don't know. Um... And, and you know who else convicted me? I was working at uh, uh, La Marina last summer, and there was this one um runner who kept using the b word and i kept and it was just over too much and d you know i don't use the word i don't allow anyone to call me that i know yeah. it's a term of endearment but i don't like it and he checked me like not really like essentially checked me but what he said checked me right um he said i was like you know that offends me when you use that word and you use it so much he was like but you say the word nigga 
And I said, wow, I do. I don't feel like the comparison And it's like, it's like, well, this is the thing why he was saying it. Because he was referring to women as the B word. Right. And I'm referring to men as the N word. I don't so think it's a, he was saying a fair it, comparison at all. But okay. He was saying it as far as like some some people like that's offensive to them and i that's not the first time someone has mentioned that now i know you know okay first of all the n-word where it originates from 400 years okay yeah. right i mean lynching we can go right on seven hours about that but what i'm saying is just about that like that word can be offensive to a black man like some black men i know don't use that word they don't like that word they don't want to be called that word or nothing but moving forward um I, I just want to get better with that, and I want to um, eventually have it be removed from my vocabulary. It um, will be a struggle. It's such a part of me and everything that I know and how I show love and everything like that. And so um, it's just a personal thing. I'm not making it that everybody needs to do it by all means. You do what you do. I'm just saying it for me moving forward is something that um, I, I, I want to work on. I think for me, uh, just going back to the guy comparing it, just because I feel like... I have to say this. I think yeah, go ahead. anyone, if you feel offended by anything that someone says to you, if they bring it up to you and say that they were offended by something, then you just shouldn't call them that or refer to them as that. Yeah, I don't he think said anyone that. No, yeah, should he be said like, that. oh, well, you say nigga, so why can't I say bitch? Like, that's not, don't, if you don't want me to call you a nigga, I will not call you a nigga. No, I don't I want to be it. called a bitch. I get it. Don't, don't call, call me a bitch. It's, yeah. Don't try and to compare never, the two. And though. he never referred to me as yeah. that. But what I'm saying is he kept using it. Just It's used just so much. Even women say it. So yeah, I can see how yeah. people get like, it's like, I'm a bad bitch. Like everybody like yeah. refers to themselves as that. It's never like, when I call myself a queen or for myself as like being a classy woman, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a lady. It's like, well, I'm a bad B. And it's like, because I say I'm a lady, one girl <clears throat> actually came at me foul and was like, you think you better or was something like that. And it's like, no, I don't. I just personally don't like the word. Girl, we can go on a whole nother subject about queen because there's some women that do not like being called queens. And I understand because a lot of men use the word queen to put a divide on women. And they really? make the term. Yes, they'll say queen, and it's like, oh, you're a queen because you got natural hair and you hold yourself to the uh, high uh, And the girls with uh, the long weaves and the ones that like to dance, quote unquote, twerk and are quote unquote carefree party girls. It's like, oh, she's not a queen because she, you know, out there popping and. That's the queen over there, Mother Earth. And it's just like... Because she over here with... Because she vegan with... Okay, yeah, 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 And yeah. don't shave her underarms. Right. You know, and just watches, you know, Black Panther Vanguard Revolution. All right, that. right, right. So, uh, some women do not like to be called queen for that reason because yeah. men... Putting me in this box. You're, yeah. you're putting me in a box and men, certain men, those quote-unquote woke brothers... <laughs> You know. Don't we love a good woke brother? Girl, Come they, on, they, brother. They, they, they trying to, you know, divide us. They trying to... Yeah, but you know, I posted that on my Facebook before I said just because she have a perm don't mean that she ain't enlightened. It- and let me tell you one thing. To all my black sisters, I don't give a darn if you perm, hair straight, if it's blonde, if it's pink, if it's natural. You're black and you're a woman. You're my sister. I'm responsible for you. Sister. I'm accountable to you. That's it. Period. And, and we're queens because those are our descendants. Period. Because <laughs> history states. And while we're in this black sister uh, conversation. Right. Let's move on to the next topic. Miss Nina 
Zoe Saldana should definitely okay. not be playing. Okay, Dorian. Nina Simone. Okay, so Dorian's hype. Hype it up. Hey. Hype it up. She should. Hype it up. She should. Hype it up. She should. Hype it up. She should not. Okay, now I'm going to play devil's advocate. Of course it's you are. For, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say why she shouldn't be playing Nina Simone. Okay, go ahead. State your claim. And go ahead, Brother Malcolm. You. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Can you give your little feelings? No, nah, not, not your little feelings. My little feelings. Not your little feelings. All right. Feelings. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm My kidding. little Latino feelings. That's no, what I'm saying. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, Doris, go ahead. Why Why shouldn't she play, uh, have played so, um, Nina Smoke? I, I, one, I don't think she should be playing because it's so past for me the whole she doesn't look like Nina Simone it's more so the story I hear that the the script isn't accurate to Nina Simone's life first of all it's not even about what she She did it's about a false relationship relationship. with her assistant who was gay which is disrespectful to the gay community because she had her assistant was gay he was not straight I was getting to all that but thank you yeah (laughs) sorry that was just really crazy yeah the script False. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think um, Zoe Saldana is capable enough to bring out what Nina Simone stood for and how much she affected the civil rights movement and black people. Like, I don't think that Nina, some, uh, excuse me, I don't think Zoe Saldana can show that on the movie screen. I don't think she's a bad actress. I just mm-hmm. don't think that we're going to receive that well as an audience. And then, okay. blackface. Like, you know that's not the way to win, girl. Okay. As soon as they came out with the prosthetic nose, she should be like, I'm absolutely not doing this shit. She should have jumped shit. Mm-hmm. Period. That's not the way to go. I feel like she was thirsty for a role. I feel like she mm. thought this role was going to take her career to new heights because we're not used to seeing... I mean, whoever would have thought that we would see Zoe Saldana in any biopic, let alone a Nina Simone, you know? Mm-hmm. What, I mean, Colombiana, I think, was the only movie that I've ever liked that she was in. What other movies was Zoe Saldana in? She was in Avatar. Didn't she see was all in, of Avatar? She was in Center Stage, which is her claim to fame, which is when I fell in love with her. She's in love. You're in love with Zoe Saldana. Um, yeah, yeah. That's when I fell in love with her was Center Stage. But um, okay. So this this is this is coming. So is it my turn? Well, the blackface is just crazy to me. Okay, so coming from a filmmaker standpoint, which I am, and I went to film school. Um, and I'm not the author, the finisher of all things film. By no means am I. Just you know, this is just expressing what I've learned. Um, I, in my, in one of my classes, the, uh, produ- the teacher was the former president of DreamWorks. He produced, um, uh, uh, what is it? The Tom Hanks, his claim, Forrest Gump. He's done so many movies, like the whole Toy Story, Shrek, all that. And he was saying that over 70% of the funding for Avengers came from China. When the inner, this is an entertainment business. So when they're trying to, they don't already, they don't want to make movies about black historic figures legends people period yeah a lot of the so, argument is that we should be happy that they're even the story a movie. is even being made that's yeah. the thing and but I, and don't nobody want to see an inaccurate story okay we don't 
No, no one wants to see an inaccurate film. There are people who want to see this movie. So we can't say no one. And I was shocked at the people on my timeline who wanted to still see this movie. Now. To laugh? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But this is my thing. As an actor as well, I feel like Zoe Saldana took on this role because she wanted to challenge herself. She was tired of being in this box and being just this just sexy little Latina with a gun. And then, may, and you know, she was a former dancer. So that's why she mainly probably got center stage or probably thought why. But she really, and she, there's even interviews of her saying when she goes to the Dominican Republic, she says, like, I am a black woman. And this was These recorded recent, right? 2012. Recent. Okay. Yeah. When the first trailer came out for Nina Simone. Yeah. And her the estate was pissed off, and the brother was pissed off, and he actually stated um, right here, he said, Nina Simone didn't have fake nose or fake lips. Everything about her was real. Why would you go with someone made up like that? Blackface was used by Hollywood early on to dehumanize and not to have to cast blacks. I would have thought more highly of Saldana if she would have turned down the role. Now, this is my issue with it. I have no problem with her trying to challenge herself or wanting to, you know, get out of this little box that Hollywood has put her in, especially being a Latina. It's like, you're just supposed to be fiery and sexy and har and that's it. Um, I do not agree with the cartoonish way that they made her up to look like Nina Simone. Period. She shouldn't be playing she Nina should, Simone. She should I, and I think that, first of all, her nose was big enough to be Nina Simone. Like, I think that to do that was just like disrespectful. And I just think that a lot of the flack is going on to Zoe Saldana, which she needs to take accountability for because she signed on to do it. She should definitely be taking accountability. And then it. it needs to go to the writers and the directors of it because they're telling a false story. Yeah, I like, think it's for the whole project. The yeah. reason why that she's get, receiving most of the flack is because she's the face of the film. She's playing Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. Nina Simone look was so important to yeah. her career that Zoe Saldana shouldn't even been a choice. She shouldn't have been a choice. But the thing is, they feel like, you know what? We're going to make a movie where people are not like this is this is a movie that we necessarily really don't want to make and if we're going to make a movie a movie that we necessarily probably don't want to make we need to make sure that we have a person that people are going to want to come and see. So they're so thinking they don't about come see. Nina Simone. People in China, they're so thinking about overseas. They're thinking about overseas money. They're thinking about white people. They're thinking about all these people that necessarily, they don't know who the hell Nina Simone is, but they know who Zoe Saldana is. Okay, and see, so that, it's like, that's, you know what? that's where that's a crock of bull because Nina Simone was an international star. But I'm talking about as a studio. This is why they're they're casting her because they said, we're probably, we want to make money. The goal is to make the dollar and to get that overseas money to fund it and for people to go even see it over there in other countries and even in America. People may not know who Nina Simone is. There are black people who didn't even know who Nina Simone is, but they know who Zoe Saldana is. So you know what? Let's get her in this film because she's going to go see it rather than getting Uzo. Who doesn't have that national appeal? Who wasn't in Avatar? Wasn't in Colombiana? And people, we're not going to get a return on our money. They're thinking about the dollar, and I feel like 
even in the trailer, it just was so bad. It was horrible. It was just so bad. It was horrible. And I was I was really fighting for Zoe as a fellow Afro-Latina, and I was fighting for her because it's like I know she's trying to step out. And I think the issue with most people is not just the fact that Zoe Saldana doesn't physically look like her, but up until recently, because she did not identify herself as a black woman, I think her being casted as that goes deeper than that because Mississippi got damn backlash. My name is Peaches. When yeah. Nina Simone said, I'm I'm been bitter these days because my parents were slaves. Like yes. everything that she's done was about the color of her skin. She when I mean Lorraine Hansberry was her best friend. Her best friend. Young Gifted and Black was she made, you know, so it's like all these things Nina Simone was till the day she died. I mean, the documentary that I recently saw on YouTube, like with the beginning of her and her husband just sitting there talking. And she's like, this is what I died for. Like, she's listening to songs and just crying because it's like, I reflected the times and the times have not changed. Like, times haven't changed. The fact that she dedicated her whole career to civil rights. There's some music that she wasn't even allowed to perform because it was too radical. You know what yeah, I Mississippi, mean? Yeah, Mississippi, goddamn, they like sent it back and ripped up, I think they said like 45 of the... Yes. Of the of the. So records. to have someone, like you said, that wasn't identifying as black. Two, I just don't see Zoe Saldana being able to portray all the pain that went on in her life. Yeah, that, that all, relationship. Because relationship, that, that's my thing, the, the, that the marriage. relationship, Ooh. the relationship that she had with her daughter, the relationship that she had with herself... I don't see Zoe Saldana going that deep. And you, know, and you know why they casted her? Because she's not going that deep. She's not. This whole movie is just about a relationship, about a highs and relationship. lows. Yeah, so they feel that Zoe can play that. This is just about highs and lows. This yeah. is not about, she's not gonna, we're not gonna see when her husband raped her. No. And tied her up and beat her. No. And she went over to uh, her homeboy's house, whoever the guitar player dude was. You know, like, we're not gonna see all that. So right. that's why you're right. You're absolutely right. The, the, the studios probably didn't think that she was going to be able to play that, so they did not even give her that story to portray. I'm just happy that what happened this Nina Simone came out before this movie. Absolutely. Because we can see the truth. We can see how she was a flawed human being. We can see how her radicalism hurt her career in many ways. We can see how... Which was beautiful. Yeah, we can see how she was... Human. Yeah. And not a character. You know what I mean? A caricature. Excuse <laughs> me. A caricature. Right. Which they're trying to make her look like. Yeah. And that's what's film. really sad because, I mean, me as a, you know, lighter skinned woman, if they, I, I, and I don't think that it's just the physicalness of it. I think it's like actual skin tone. That's an issue for most people. I mean, clearly, if you look online, I mean, that's just what color is alive and well. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm saying is too, like, I mean, Angela Bassett does not look like Tina Turner. She played the hell. She played the hell. But, and also skin tones alike. They would have not given a lot that more like Tina Turner. No, absolutely. But what I'm saying, <laughs> just to come back to the point where it's not just about Zoe's physical realm of not looking like her, but like your skin tone, you need to be in the same spectrum. This is a biopic. Well, I'm asking you. Well, actually, it's not a biopic. Let me stop. And going into auditions, mm-hmm. um, like professionally, right. I haven't acted on that level. Right. So I'm asking you. You see a script before you agree, right? Right. Absolutely. So. If you know anything about Nina Simone and you're reading this script, why did you even accept 
this. I'm like, am I up for the part of Lorraine Hansberry? Because that's what she's a fair skinned woman. Like, if you put me on a wig and some makeup. But why would you want to be a part of something that's not even like true? You know what I mean? That's not even real. That the family is not fucking with. Like, why would you want to be a part of something like that? For the love of money. What did I say? <laughs> she was thirsty for a part. Let's move on. Let's move on. Well, you know, I'm not going to put that on her. But I, you in love with her. That's cool. Afro-Latina ride or die, whatever. But no, but, no, but what I'm she saying wrong. is that I'm not saying, and I'm agreeing with you she that wrong. she was wrong in that regard. But what I'm saying, I don't think that it's necessarily thirsty. I definitely feel like she wanted to be challenged. I think that, you know, she's probably scratching her head right now as far as like, her making this film, and you know, David Oyelowo signed on too. He he signed on to be opposite of the blackface. Yeah. You know, so it's not just Zoe; it's the studio, it's the writers, the and whole everything picture like that. Is, is gonna be shit. In other current events, right? Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump you guys never be, ceases to amaze. I hope y'all all registered to vote. I don't even be knowing what's going on half the time. I be trying to read and figure out this whole political campaign. All I know, though, I definitely do not want Donald Trump to be our president. Yeah. And I'm just looking here at uh, what he believes. He believes Planned Parenthood is important, but abortions must stop. He feels that police are the most mistreated people in America. Yeah. Jokes on jokes on jokes. He's the Kanye West of presidents. He's just trying to get attention. I'm just like over it. So let's not bring Kanye into this. Because <laughs> I'm happy with him right now. The life of Pablo. So um, next, <laughs> uh, the next thing that we're going to talk about with the, with the purpose of this uh, episode, uh, what we're going the topic of this episode, what I say, is um, we're going to talk about vices, y'all. Like vice. Like what is your vice and. We briefly touched on it via our Instagrams. If you're not following us, you should. I'm $80 in a suitcase, $80 in a suitcase. Dory is, it's Dory, D-O-R-I-E, E-E, three E's. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, um. I guess I can um, briefly discuss uh, my vice. My issue is food. Um, it came about when my brother died at 15 uh, I, I I was 15, he was 25, and he died due to a drunk driver, and um, within two months, I gained about 30 pounds, and uh, it was just something that I looked to, and it was like something that helped uh, appease my emotions, it helped to like calm me down, it helped me to deal with the sadness, the depression, and everything like that, and you know, I used it as an escape, and it's something that, you know, I battle with um, every single day. So yeah, so that's my vice. My vice is drinking and partying, and I believe that I drink and party excessively or used to. I so proud of you. Used How many to. days you been sober? Uh, I don't know. More than oh, thirty. Oh, more than thirty. Yeah. So I'm, that's what's I, up. I've lost count, but um, I drink and party excessively. I believe in fear of like just being alone, missing out. I think that's very easy to do when you're in a foreign place. This foreign place being New York, being far away from home. Um, when I was in college, I used to do it a lot, being far away from what I know is comfortable. Inglewood, being at home with my brother, my dad, my granny. Um, I think dealing with the stresses of everyday life and mm -hmm. not having your support system there, it's easy to turn to food mm -hmm. or 
anything that you find comfort in. Yeah. And for me, that was drinking, partying, sex, drugs, rock and roll. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think we should talk about our lowest points. I think that that's what kind of got me to the point to see that I needed to change something. And um, I think my lowest point was um, when I ate a whole pint of ice cream. Um, and I just was like, literally, like, if you don't have a food addiction, let me break it down for you. What, what it is that we feel literally with every scoop I was got high. It was like a heroin injection. Wow. And it's like, you know, I get quiet. I literally, literally feel elevated. Like I literally feel like, you know what though? I feel you. And I, I believe in food addiction for sure, because I know when like something bad happens, I want, I'm like, Oh, if I could have like a piece of pizza, or if I could have like Girl. a beignet, or a Girl. can I or... have some ample hill creamery, yes. ooey gooey butter cake? And it really makes you. That's feel in better. Brooklyn, if y'all don't know. When y'all come out here, summertime is lit. Ample it, Hill is the spot. But yeah, food you really, really makes you feel better, and you release endorphins. It's like it's this, and, and there's stuff that they put in it, maltodextrin, like to make it be, you know. Um, addictive and all that type of stuff and it's like once that happened to me it was just kind of like okay well you know what x like you got to do something and i have been and this happened recently honestly my lowest point really honestly happened recently because i've been working now y'all see me i had like my faith and fitness hashtag i started an instagram and all that type of stuff then i came back the job that i had i didn't have anymore like the contract closed on it so now i can't afford my class pass which was 125 a month so i said you know what i'm gonna work out at home Started working out at home. My landlady said, you know what? I don't like you working out at home. You're making too much noise. <laughs> Sounds like New York. Absolutely. She said, you know where you can go? The basement. Oh. I said, okay, cool. Mind you, I'm still able to work out. Girl, going I'm to, scared to go to the basement. Go in the basement. <laughs> and I go at random times because at this point, I'm just looking for a job. And so she tells me, you know what? My daughter that lives down there, she don't like you working out down there. So then winter's here. So, mind you, I can't afford to work out in the gym. I can't work out at home. And I don't have the gear, nor can I afford the gear to work out outside. Right. So, now I can't work out. So, now I'm watching my weight and everything like that. And then it just gets to a point where my body is like, we have not worked out. Like, what is going on? Because I was going hard for like five months. And then it got to be where I didn't have no money. And, and everything that's bad for you is cheap. Absolutely. No, it's so You can cheap. get a pack of three noodles for one dollar. One dollar. So mind y'all, I had like twenty dollars that week, and I was like, "Let me take this young five and get this Ben and Jerry's." Cause out here it's five dollar pint at this good bodega. <laughs> I got me that young butter pecan. Okay. And I was just doing. <laughs> Dorian's like, "Good choice." Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, f- tried to find my happiness at the rim of that carton, like. And I just realized that it was a change. It was something that needs to happen. What I'm doing to resolve it is uh, I went on a raw um, fast. Lord. From, I uh, started on the 1st, and it's going to end on the 7th. And um, Dorian doesn't know this, but starting on March 8th, I will be on a 60-day juice fast. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know what, though? I saw Sochi yesterday. We went out to eat uh-huh. and planned, planned, whatever. And the first thing that I said when I saw her, I was like, your skin looks amazing. <laughs> like, it was glowing. <laughs> no makeup. 
Okay. It wasn't like just lotion, lathered. It was just like fresh skin. And I really mm. think it's because she's been working out and she's been doing these juices and berries. <laughs> she looks really yeah, good. So, yeah. I mean, all your hard work has been paying off. And it's dope that you've been able to fight your food addiction. Because I know a lot of people, when they hear you say that, they're like, girl food. Like, and this we is all eat pints of ice cream when a nigga break our heart. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that's kind of like the immediate reflex. It's like, Dory, he broke my heart. It was like, girl, brownies, let's go. You know, and that's the thing, like, food addiction, I feel, is the worst kind. Let me tell you why. I think it's worse than heroin. I think it's worse than crack. I think it's worse than liquor. I think it's worse than sex. You want to know why? Food is justifiable. Yeah, people justify it. I come out of the womb eating. Yeah. I don't come out of the womb drinking, smoking crack, having sex, snorting coke, shooting up heroin. I come out of the womb eating, and I do need food. So it's so justifiable, and it's like, well, you know what? You be plus size. They just put out that beautiful cover on Ebony. Did you see it with Chrisette Michelle? uh, No, but I did buy the Sports Illustrated of Ashley Graham slaying. She looks great. She she looks great. This is my thing. She considers herself a BBW. And you know why I'm here for Ashley Graham and any woman that is... this, This is the thing. This is what I'm not here for. I'm not here for women being overweight, unhealthy, morbidly obese, and saying, I'm big, beautiful, love me the way that I am. You are not healthy, you are killing yourself, and you need to get healthy. My cousin is six feet. She's never going to be smaller than like 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's just, some women are just built, and they're solid, bigger women. They can still run six miles. You know, I'm not saying that if you're big, that means you're unhealthy. But morbidly obese, this, you you on a fat, sick, and nearly dead. Oh, let me see. The body, it's the ebony body issue. They look really good. That's awesome. But my issue is you're not healthy. That's my only issue. When you're big and you're not healthy and we keep just out here just saying, like, you know what? It's okay. You big. Love yourself. Like, you're not healthy. You can't walk up a flight of stairs without being winded. Like, you are sweating just walking down the street. Like, you have an addiction and food for some people can become an idol okay but listen some people are big not necessarily because of food and then what about the the gabby sidibase who i think she just had like a shoot or something with the magazine yeah Mm -hmm. she did that you know sexy i look sexy thing I think we do need to see images like that because there are people... Absolutely. That's why I said I was scrambling. Where I work for a a magazine publication that owns many magazines. Yeah. And so I was like, when that Sports Illustrated cover hit, I grabbed it the first. Like, I love Ashley Graham. I have that cover. I'm going to frame it. Like, that is a part of history. Like... I love her. And I'm like I said, I'm not he- I'm not here saying that if you're big, it's bad. What I'm saying is when you're morbidly obese, I was on the brink of diabetes. Like I get if I don't have a banana a day, like my body will like go into shock. Like my potassium level was like so low. I contracted gallstones. You know that I had to get my gallbladder removed. And I know some women are big because of thyroid issues. Yeah. Some issues, you know, they can't control, but you can control what goes into your mouth. And what I'm saying is anytime you're looking to food to soothe you, to heal you, to help you deal with an issue, that is a problem. It is an addiction and you need to tackle it. How do you feel I think about her that- taking those pictures? Oh, absolutely. I feel that she should have taken those pictures. Okay. I feel that those pictures were necessary. I don't feel like, um, I think that it's inappropriate for anybody to drag her or to make her feel like she shouldn't take those pictures. I feel that those pictures were like, 
done um beautifully she has most gorgeous skin i've ever seen and i think that um a woman of her size saying that she dared to love herself i think america's like <gasps> like, like they're in like shock like what she doesn't want to like kim kardashian like she doesn't want uh you know a cinched waist she's not out here selling flat tummy tea what it's for me because I, 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 lo- I like Ashley Graham. I've been following her for a long time. Yeah, I too. think she's beautiful. Not to ring race into it. I just, I have oh, to. Oh, Dorian. I'm sorry. Oh, I have to. Oh, my God. I have to. No. I honestly, I honestly do not think it would be the same response if, say, uh, Jasmine Sullivan was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, nor do I think a black woman her size would be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So you think it's because Ashley Graham is, what is, she's white. She's she's white. She's married to a black man. But she's white. <laughs> Dorian, I, we're, that's a whole nother episode. I'm just saying, I don't think it would be the same response. I don't think people I don't think be, she's, is she purely white? She's white. Yes. No, I know that. I, I'm not saying, I know that she's not black. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, I thought she's she was. not Hispanic. I thought she was Spanish. No, she's white. Okay. And I just, I, I think she's beautiful. I love what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a size two, nor will I ever be. So yeah, I either. love. And I don't want to be. I love seeing those images. However, I just don't think it would be the same response. I don't think I see people scrimmaging and posting it everywhere. Like, I just don't think it'll have the same effect. And I think that's a little unfair. I feel like we only, you only uh-huh. see us that size booty and all that on like the jailhouse magazines, like the King and the black men magazines, you know, we're that one, we choose to do. Yeah. We choose to do, but we, we, we've been on sports illustrated, but it'll be like a Tyra Banks who was beautiful yeah, or Beyonce or, or Beyonce. Beyonce was the second black woman. I think ever. I remember like when that was like a big thing when, well, I love her. On there. I don't know the stats of that. I'm just saying, I don't think we would ever. I don't want to say I don't think we will ever see a black woman Ashley Graham size, but I don't think we'll see it soon. And I feel like it's just, it's kind of unfair. Well, yeah. So basically the whole issue of the food addiction is, and my issue with it. And I just want people to be healthy. I just want them to live a healthy lifestyle. There are women, I would never be a size two, nor do I want to be. I, however, will be smaller than what I am. I want to be healthy. This juice fast that I'm going on is more so spiritual than it is physical. I know that I will lose weight because of it, but I'm doing it because I want to be healed of this addiction. I don't want to look to food to soothe me. I don't want to look to um, um, a freaking Pop-Tart because I'm sad or I'm emotional or I'm depressed. And there's things in these foods that can kill me. And food addiction is a slow killer, you know? And I'm grateful that... Um, and there's people that are addicted to food that are skinny. And I'm so thankful that I my food addiction, you can see it physically because I wouldn't even really feel that I had a problem. Yeah, there's if people I was that skinny. are addicted to food that suffer from bulimia and yeah. anorexia, anorexia and have yeah. other, you know. Or they just have a, they have a higher metabolism, but they eat McDonald's every day. Well, you will uh, food addiction will be classified as an eating disorder. And yeah. models have eating disorders, I as we know, them. you know. So what was your lowest point when um, you realized that you needed to change? I think my lowest point, I've had several lowest points, but I would say my lowest point was probably recently this December when I had left my uh, purse in a cab, like everything in a cab. Is that when you called me when? No. No. Oh, no. Uh, no. I didn't really like share this with anyone. I probably just shared it with my roommate because we were. it was the same night we were all together, but mm-hmm. I left everything in a cab. 
including my keys. So I wasn't able to get into my apartment and I had to sleep outside in front of my door. And it's funny now. Like, I can laugh at it That's now. That's not funny. I can laugh Dorian. at it now. But it was just kind of like me being like, okay, I don't want to always be the drunk friend. I don't always want to be the friend that everybody has to take care of. I don't want to be the friend that's just looked at as like, older. I'm getting older. And I don't want to not be able to control myself or be in control when I'm in certain situations. We all know when you drink, it inhibits decision making like I make horrible decisions when I'm, <laughs> when I'm drinking um, when I'm high like I make horrible decisions mm-hmm. and the next day I don't necessarily feel the best about myself you know mm-hmm. and I'm not saying don't drink don't you know smoke if that's what you like to do what I'm saying is you want to be in control and when you notice that you're not in control I, uh, when I mean in control when you're calling off work when you're drinking every day because you had a bad day at work and you can't find other ways to cope, like, you don't go to the gym, you go straight to the bar, like, and you feel like you have to. That's the issue. That was, That's what the issue was for me, and it was every single time that I was drinking, I was getting drunk. And for a long time, I used to be like, ain't that what you're supposed to do? Like, aren't you supposed to get to, aren't you supposed to drink to get drunk? Why did you think that? Um, I felt like that's a waste of the liquor. Liquor is expensive. Like, why wouldn't I want to feel it? I liked feeling like I was in an alternate universe for the night. You know, I liked feeling... I felt like I was a little more confident. I felt like uh, I could be myself totally, and then I could blame it on the alcohol. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but that's my truth. Um... I feel like one, I could, oh, oh Dory, I'm sorry. You're the first person that ever felt this. I'm sorry, Dorian. This is breaking news. Guinness World Records. Dory's the first person to blame it on the goose. I felt like I was able to make bad decisions and blame it on the alcohol and be like, mm-hmm. I was drunk when, honestly, that's a tired-ass excuse. Like, that's tired. I'm going to be 28. Get it together. I was tired of waking up in the morning with a headache. I was tired of throwing up. I was just... Tired. Talking about, I ain't going to work. I'm not going to work because I had been drinking the night before. Like, the turn up is never worth it. Ever. I've never had a situation where the turn up's been worth it. Never. I can't name you one. And I've been drinking for a long ass time. Since I was <laughs> 17. Yeah. I'm 20. I'll be 28. Mm-hmm. So, I've been getting drunk. Not just drinking. Getting drunk. Since I was years. 17. That's 11 yeah. years. I can't name you one time that the turn up was worth it. And I've been there for a lot of those. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, when you're drinking and you're high, you... For me, the worst stuff is when you do things that you probably wouldn't do and you compromise your morals. And I think a lot of women struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just comes from being lonely. Mm-hmm. And it's when so you, hard. And when you drink, I think it's easy for you to kind of let those walls down, and he's like, oh, "I'm drunk. I don't. I don't care how how I feel yeah, or how like this person is. You're inebriated. Like, oh, I don't care how this person free. is treating me. I'm free, and it's just like, which is dangerous. It's very dangerous, and you look sloppy. Like you just look sloppy. It's not cute. Um." 
you can be taken advantage of, which that whole situation, me losing everything in my cab, who knows? Like, what if that man would have raped me in the cab or something? Not to get too deep, guys, but I'm just saying that could have happened. And that does happen. And it happens. Mm -hmm. So I really just wanted to have control. I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again. I'm not saying that I'm never going to smoke weed again. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I want to be in control. I don't need to drink every single weekend. I don't need to go to every single turn up. And when you're sad, you don't need to bake up. You don't need to like, let me get a shot. Let me need, cause that's not healthy. It's not that healthy. overexertion, that, that overuse, anything like, I remember my doctor told me like, you can't be eating too many beets. Like the abuse of anything is just no go. Yeah. So Dory and I um, are doing things to uh, get our vices in check. So we would love to hear what some of y'all vices are and, you know, issues that y'all are having. And we hope that this episode um, helps y'all. Um, moving on to the Rumi report. There is none. No, <laughs> none of you guys hit us up. So let us explain what the Rumi report is. Okay, so I was told by Dory that in uh, last week's episode, you guys really didn't understand what the Rumi report was. The point of me talking about the Rumi situation. So let me clear it up. Clarify. Um, I, I the reason I told that situation was to set y'all up to let y'all know what the Rumi report will be and. I have moved 13 times, as I said before, and I wanted you guys to see how I dealt with the roommate situation. And the purpose of that roommate situation in my life was to show me how I was seeking friendships out of loneliness, how to um, decipher um, what, a, what a friend is and how to not be emotionally invested in people that I do not know and do not care about me. Right. That was the whole purpose of that lesson. And, um, it was our first episode. So a lot of things were edited out. So a couple people didn't un really understand the story, didn't get it, which I totally understand, but that was the purpose of the story. And to set y'all up the rumor report, Dory and I are going to give you guys advice on your roommate situations, and you are also able to write in and tell us the worst or craziest roommate experience you've ever had. And I'm going to give you some examples, mm -hmm. because I feel like examples are always good. Yeah. So, it could be you thinking about moving to New York, but this person is trying to get you to pay, I don't know... $3,000. And they said, my phone is broken. I can't show you a video of the place. <laughs> that could be a potential crazy roommate situation. Yeah. Or you move in with someone and the person is really dirty, never cleans up, but they made you pay for cleaning products and you guys go half. That's also a crazy roommate situation. Just things like that. Because the living situation in New York is very different. And we know that um, if you don't live here, you might not really understand how this living situation works. So we just want to give you guys some advice and kind of just be able to relate. To yeah, you could live in Tallulah, Alabama. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. If you have a situation where you need advice as, as far as a roommate, it could be your mama. It yeah, could be yeah. a sister, whatever. And also, too, a lot of people felt that I didn't like the last person that I spoke about in the roommate, roomie report. Let me get, let me tell y'all something. Y'all, she don't like that girl. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Dory. I'm not going to say your middle name, Brown. <laughs> when I talk about things, because I'm realizing that I, 
I, I had to realize that it's not just me and Dory as much as I love to just think that this show is just about us. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are talking to people, and some of you guys don't know me. Um, whenever I talk about a situation, I'm a very passionate person, and I'm very passionate when, I'm spe- when I speak. I'm black and Mexican, so excuse me, <laughs> I'm two kinds of crazy. So I... When I talk about a situation, whether it be good or bad, I relive it and I'm going to talk about it and, you know, I'm going to relive it. And as I'm saying it, however I may come across is going to be like with emotion. And I don't dislike anybody. No one is worth that much for me. I dislike Donald Trump. I'm like, (laughs) I I hate that bastard. Well, I dislike people. Yeah, I mean, no one is, like, worth that much. Like, I may not really necessarily care for you, but to put that much energy. So when I told that story, I was just reliving it. I don't dislike that girl. If I was to ever see her in the street, on the train, it would be all love. I would say, what's up? You know, God bless you. Good night. You know, it would never be, like, nothing like that. So what I'm saying, so I just wanted to, you know, clarify that. Just moving forward, if any other situation that I bring up, if it was a negative situation or a positive, I'm going to speak about it in a passionate manner. So would you say your purpose of telling that story was just to give an example of a crazy roommate situation and how it was. you, how you, re, you relived it on the episode and you wanted to show people how you got out of it. And Absolutely. your situation of getting out of it was to move. Was to move because I, don't, I didn't believe that it was fair for me to constantly go back and forth with someone when I already said what I was uncomfortable with and you I set a boundary you crossed it so now it's my purpose to leave um it's my job to leave um is what I felt and so what advice would you give to someone that doesn't have the option of leaving um uh to talk about it to just talk about it to talk about it and and the thing is to get to a place to where you have peace enough to just you know what this is just where I live I'm gonna come here I sleep and shower and that's it and it sucks but until recently, I didn't really consider like New York to be home for me, even though I've been here going on three years. Right. Um, it wasn't really home for me because nothing was really stable. I, and honestly, as we're talking right now, I have two bags packed at my house mm-hmm. because I don't trust where even where I live. <laughs> like wow. I, I've moved so much, y'all, and it and my situation is different. I don't know why God would have this journey to happen to me for me to move so much, but he knows what I can bear. So I wouldn't have moved that many times if he didn't feel I could handle it. So I think that speaks to the strength within me that I didn't even know I had. Um, but I just don't trust nothing in New York. The only thing that I feel is constant is you. Mm-hmm. Dory, that's it. Well, I think that's good that you were able to get out of that situation yeah. because I feel like a lot of people will fold. I feel like, I don't know if I would have handled the situation the same. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would have just left mm-hmm. because I would have been um, scared to just mm-hmm. leave, especially because I had just gotten to New York City. Well, at that point, remember, I moved three times since yeah. then, so it was just kind of like, what? But that situation seemed more permanent than any other situation. It did. So it to just did. leave something that felt comfortable, comfortable, you yeah. know? It's like, uh, I have to leave yeah. a comfortable situation to possibly go into an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Which I did when I lived with that African. Whoo, child. That's another day. Another, another day. Another day. But, another day, um, another day. I just want to leave off with this. When you were focused. Wait, is this your, is this your word of the day? This is my rev run. With- <laughs> Come on. You know, since we're talking about vices. Yeah. And it's hard to be focused, y'all. I'm telling you, it's so hard. Like, the lituation be calling me, screaming. No, no, but and in summertime, we are going to have a lot of fun. I'm we're going to have fun. Yeah. And I might have a corona or two. Yeah. 
But I just want to leave off with this. When yeah. you're focused, it's very, 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 very easy to feel alone because when you change or you're changing, and we talked about this, mm-hmm. people don't like it. They don't adjust with no. you. They're not necessarily changing with you. So it's very, very easy to feel alone. And when you're controlling your vices, you're going to feel this way. You're going to feel alone, period. Because yeah. you don't have that vice to lean on. Absolutely. But no. Come on, preach. <laughs> Y'all see doing with these clenched fists. Like, yes, come on, march on Washington. Come on. <laughs> come on, get on this bus. Come on. <laughs> come on, Dory. Know preach. that it's inevitable. You're going to feel alone. It's going to happen. So mm-hmm. get Amen. over it. Amen. Amen. But everything's going to be okay. It is. And people... Everything's going to be okay. People don't necessarily like change. And when you and that's why I didn't make literally my declaration. I, I, I only told that I was going on this juice fast to a select group of people because it was just kind of like... When I researched, y'all, I researched juice fasting for a month. Now, I didn't go into this blindly. Yeah. Okay? I needed to realize what was going to happen to my body, the changes that was going to happen. You did your Googles. I did my Googles. <laughs> I did all my Googles. <laughs> and I watched videos, and a lot of people that were successful, girls, somebody did it for 100 days. And whew. Are they see-through? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Christ. Hello. No, but um, it, they, they were successful because they didn't tell many people. And um, I got some, you know, some negative feedback. Like, some people was just like, okay, you trying to be anorexic? Like, are you going crazy? Like, what's the deal? And it's just kind of like, I, you don't, I won't die for a lack of food. I will die from a lack of dehydration. Yeah, I've heard that term. I mean, a lack of hydration. We're not um, eating to live. We're, we're living to eat. Yeah. And that, that's not and I'm healthy. And I'm going to be getting juices like... I'm getting nutrients that just be juiced. And y'all got it that so good. That expensive. Let me tell y'all why God is so good. I'm going to break that down. <laughs> Let me tell you why he's G-double-O-D good. Ha! I was like, okay, Lord, you told me to fast, but I can't afford this juice. <laughs> no, I can afford like this, you know, Young Simply Lemonade, like right. with all this high fructose, but not no fresh press. Right. So at my job, I love my job, there is a fresh press juice place. Oh, inside and i up. get juices for free like the people that work there literally were like x okay we know you're about to get your juices come back here and i can make how many ever juices i want i take some home it's amazing bring so, me one yes i, I like love the my stuff yeah i, I love, love a juice with some ginger i love, love ginger it. yeah no yeah dorian dorian loves her loves her juice so yeah so that's what we're doing um place. scandal started again yes girl okay wait, wait no 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 no. let me watch the episode scandal and how to get away with murder okay so next week we will definitely be talking about me and dorian are avid watchers of scandal we Scandal's love to get getting boring though Yes. Yeah. Dang. It's been getting more. But you gotta catch up. I do gotta catch up. Um, but yeah, we love TV. You know those yeah. people that are like oh so super deep that they don't watch TV, they just read books? Not us. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We love TV. I love TV shows. A good TV show? Mm-hmm. It's Scripted better. TV show. Yeah. But you know, reality is good. I ain't gonna lie. I'm about to watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta in five minutes. No, meet the Mackies. I'm here for Remy Ma Papoose. Like, I oh, love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Remy. Rem. <laughs> Remy. I love her. You I trying love... to be on the show. <laughs> no, I love Remy's voice when she was like, Do you heard what I said? <laughs> And she was like, she was, she was like, so what do you do? She was like, I drag hoes by their hair. My, hold on, hold on, my, 
Yes. Yes. Like, I love... Remy, I feel, well, I feel Remy has a shovel in her pocket. You are silly. A shovel? <laughs> an entire shovel? I feel like Remy has so many, like how Barney had that box of just magic things. I feel like Remy the has so bag. many... Remy has so many weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Like, Remy will kill... Like, that's... She's been to jail for a long time. I feel like their love is just a relatable love. I think that's why... It I, is. Black people, we love because it. it's flawed. Like, they both been through things. Right. They held each other down. When I tell you Papoose, first of all... The real MVP. Let me find me one. Hey, let me find me a... I need a Papoose with a Devon Franklin mix. Like, if I put them both in a pot... Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Okay, you know me, because I, I need a man of God. Oh, well, Nancy Reagan died. Yeah, okay, so that happened. <laughs> um, thanks, guys, for listening. Bye! <laughs>